Welcome to this sermon from Silver Lake Baptist Church. Our mission is to celebrate the greatness of God with all we are for the joy, hope, and renewal of our community. We are so glad you have chosen to listen to our message. We pray you will be blessed by your time with us today. Always crisp, right? Gotta have it going. I'm gonna knock that off. Microphone over? No? Okay. Okay. Father, thank you for for just being here. Thank you that we can trust you, that we can depend on you, that you are true and you're faithful and you're good and and thank you for for your mercy and for your grace and your peace and, and your provision and all that you are and all that, that that you've deposited inside us that we get to live out and we give you the praise for it in the mighty name of Yeshua. Amen. Hey, great to be here this morning. It's always great to be here. I'm so thankful for you guys. I just, I got to read this scripture. I'm just going to start in Psalms 103 and then I'm going to, just because the Lord really put this on my heart and then I'll get to my message. Maybe. (laughs) Okay? So, so Psalms 103 verse 1. Then I'm going to go to Romans 12. And then we're going to go to Amos and probably Acts 15, depending on if you guys are still here in three hours. <laughs> so, Psalms 103, verse 1. Man, everything looks better here when I like put these on, but then when I look out there, everyone's blurry, and then I like to see their faces, and it's like wearing me out. Just like, yeah, Psalms 103. And this is one of my favorite, favorite chapters in the, in the Bible, it's the Psalm of David, and and we're gonna we're gonna we were talking about David and his heart last week, and I'm gonna talk about that again um, today. Some, but I just wanna wanna read this because it jumped out at at me um, last night. You ever like when you're praying, or or maybe you're not even praying, not even in a in a mood, you know, where you want to talk to God, and He's like, hey, just open this up, just just talk to me for a minute, and you just flip to it. And, and the scripture just pops out. And you're like, oh, yeah. Because in this world, we're going to hear all different voices. Right? I'm doing this coaches, coaching training with, with Nam, and, and um, on one of the exercises, they, they had um, all these guys like be different representatives of people in the world. And they're like all talking things at me. Like one of them was the enemy, and one of them was even a friend, and one of them was an advisor, and one of them was this and that. But they're all talking to you at the same time. And, like, you could hear here or here or here, and pretty soon you're just going in circles, and you don't even know. And then you have to stop and just, wait, the only voice I really need to hear from that matters more than anything is God. And when everything is so loud around us, one of the things that I, I was learning is that I got God inside me, right? He's everywhere, but he's inside me, right? The Bible says Christ in me is a hope of glory, right? He said, said he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works where? Within us. Right? And so, if Christ be for us, who can be against us? But 
the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside us. And so that gives us, we're always like, I, I grew up always looking for God out here or thinking he was way off up in heaven and then he'd have to come down and that's Old Testament thinking, right? In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit would come on people. In the New Testament, the Holy Spirit lives in us, right? We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so we have Jesus in us. We have God in us. The creator of the universe lives inside you. You're made in his image. That gives you a value that, that is beyond your comprehension. You're like, well, I don't feel very valuable, man. Well, I can tell you you're valuable because he sent his son. His only son, his one and only son, to die for you and to give his life for you. And something's only as valuable as, some, as what someone will pay for it, right? Like I got these watch. Guy's just telling Will back there, is like I signed up for this watch gang thing. And so, like, I'm a watch freak. I like, I like watches, man. And they just like, I don't know, they're just cool, right? And so I got this watch. I got this one from Linda, but I got, got, I signed up for this watch gang, and I get it every month, and so, like, I pay just a little bit, and I get, like, a watch three to five times more expensive than, than what, than what I'm paying for one, and so I get these watches come in, and they kind of become a collector's item, right, and, like, you look online, and look at these people, they'll buy these watches, and you'll look at a watch and say, well, I wouldn't give you 20 bucks for that thing, and someone will want, let's watch it sell for $250,000, you know? And I wouldn't give them 10 cents for the thing, because it's ugly, you know? <laughs> but the point is, is something's only as valuable as what someone will pay for it. And the God who created the heavens and the earth and the universe said, you know what? You are so valuable. You are so valuable that I will give my son so that you can become my sons and daughters. And God's excited about it. Like, like even the earth is excited about it because the Bible says that the earth groans and moans with waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. You know what he's saying? He's like, when are you going to rise up and be who I called you to be? And realize who you are. And that I'm not a God that's far off. And I'm not a God that you have to reach way out here to get. I'm in you. Christ in me, the hope of glory. And one of the things that, that, that as I, I do that, I'm learning that like, like God just, like when we pray, are, where, are you, where are you seeing God when you pray? Are you seeing him like way out there? Or are you closing your eyes and realize, hey man, you, you're with me, Yeshua. You're in me. I got the Holy Spirit living in me. I'm just going to focus on you. And then I come down to yourself and say, hey, I'm going to focus on you and lift you up in this situation. Because so much of the time, like remember when I was talking about the, the snakes being snake bit? When they lifted the serpent up on the pole, then Jesus was lifted up on the cross. Is the same representation, right? But Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto who? Unto him, right? And so it, he's, like, he's like, he draws stuff. He, um, sometimes we wait for him to just, sometimes we get poured into, and that's what teaching does. Like, that's why we come and we hear the word of God, because faith comes by hearing 
and hearing and hearing and hearing. So does doubt, by the way. It's the way God created the universe to work, right? What you hear, what comes in, and if you don't reject the bad and you eat that, you get a choice, then you're going to start getting that down from, from, your sub, from your conscious to your subconscious and you're going to start walking that kind of stuff out because you'll automatically think like, um, like you can talk yourself out of a lot of things and it's not got anything to do but any, with anyone but you and, and how you perceive things because of what you've accepted through your hearing. Does that make sense? Like, if you hear someone say, man, that horse is going to buck. Like, that horse is going to buck you off. You can't do this horse. Like, or you can't shoe this horse. The last four horseshoers couldn't shoe him. I'm like, just get out of my way. <laughs> like, I don't even hear them. You know why I don't hear them? Because I don't believe what they say. Because I know I can have a relationship with that horse. And it might not be easy, but we're going to get that done. And so, but if you go up there, you get defensive. And if you get defensive, not just with horses, but in life, too, then it's almost like you bring the fight on, right? Especially with the horse, because you're coming up to a horse, and you're like, oh, he's going to be a fight. And that horse is a prey animal. So number one, he knows two things, run or fight. And so he's got his mind. If he can't run, he's going to fight with you. And then if he can't do either one, he's going to saw up. And either way, you lose, Right? But if you'll just realize, hey, wait a second, let's go back to a relationship and work in a relationship instead of trying, instead of trying to put everything from the outside onto someone, draw it out. Right? Remember Jesus at the well with, with the woman at the well? She's drawing the water out. He's like, I got living water that you don't even know about. What was he? She's drawing water out of the well, but he's drawing life out of her heart. He's like, I got something to do. You've got greatness in you, and I'm going to draw that greatness out. And that's who he is and how great he is. Anyway, that's free. That's not even, not even my first preview. Right? But I think it's real important for us to, to realize faith comes by hearing. What are you hearing? What are you listening to? Like I turned the news off like months ago, like maybe a year ago or even more because like I'd get so worked up. Anybody ever get worked up over the news? I'm like, and it started stealing my peace. And anything that steals my peace, I, they're gone because I don't want it in my life and I can't afford to have that in my life. So what it, it helps me to guard. The Bible talks about guarding our heart. Well, how do you guard your heart? For one, it comes by, what are you hearing? What are you listening to? Like, after all, like, like the first disciple Jesus called was Simon. You know what? Hearing. That gives you a clue. And he went, heard, and walked with Jesus, hearing, 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 and then pretty soon his name changed to Rock. You think that's a, a not I Rock? but rock, yeah. Do you think that's a coincidence? I don't. I don't think there's any coincidence in names or what, what God does in, the, in his word, right? I love this because in Psalms 103 it says this. Um, 
I love the subtitles. You ever read the subtitles? And I was like, yeah, I don't want to read that part because that don't look good. But this looks good. God's creation and providence, or the Lord is compassionate. Yeah, I need that one right now. Right? And so then we can pick and choose. Am I the only one who's ever done that? Oh, good. I was just like, man. So it says in Psalms 103, verse 1, Praise the Lord, O my soul, all my inmost being. Praise His holy name. Okay, time out. What was I just talking about? And I didn't even mean to. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He just kind of ties everything in. Praise the Lord, O my soul. All my inmost being. And then it says, praise His holy name. His holy name. He is. He said, said, said I'm Yudhe I'm I am that I am. Right? Doesn't mean He's a great I'm going to be. And it doesn't mean He's a great I was. The Bible says Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But the Bible says that He's an ever-present help in the time of trouble. But guess what? He's even present when it's not in trouble. Right? So, you don't have to be in trouble to wait to, to praise Him and, and to worship Him. But when things start rocking and things start going crazy out here, one of the things that I'm learning in, in my young age as I'm entering the prime of my life, <laughs> like I'm even looking younger, man. Like I look like I keep saying I'm 29 every year and I'm starting to look closer to 29 every year that comes along, right? But I'm realizing when, when the fight comes to you, I'm not going to get in the fight in the way that the world fights. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go to my father. I'm going to just step back and take a breath and go, okay, father, you said greater are you that's in me than he that's in the world. You said you'd supply all my needs according to your riches and glory. You said I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above only and not beneath. You said one, one, one will come at me one way and the seven will flee or ten will flee the other. And then I just start reminding myself what God said. And you know, pretty soon, all that stuff that's coming at us doesn't look very big because it cannot stand. It can't stand up to what God's doing in your life. What, what you resist is what you're really doing is you're empowering it to have a foothold in your life. I said, where do you get that? I get that from the Bible, man. And from doing the stupid stuff. Believe it or not, I still do stupid stuff. If you don't believe me, I can point to ten other people who will tell you. <laughs> right? But when, when we realize that and we wake up and say, you know something? I'm going to trust you, God. Because, like, really, all this stuff out there, like, we, we can, like, sometimes I worry about, about the church and believers because we give more, more reverence to the devil and what we think he can do than we do to God. The truth is, he's defeated. And the Bible says that he's put him under our feet. And so, why, why would we just not put our focus on him, but put our focus on Jesus and onto his word and onto what he's doing and let him handle that stuff, right? Not that you don't have to deal with stuff in your, in your life, but if we'll come to this place where, you know what, Father? Like, like I know this is a... a bad word in church, but it's in the Bible. 
meditating. Right? Everybody's like, there he goes. Pastor Dave just went, went, went far east on us, man. <laughs> and, and, and this is going to go haywire and all this stuff. Like, no, meditation is God created. God created us to, to meditate. You look at Isaac when he was at Gerar. They sent him to the hill country, and he kept getting his tail in kicked by this king because he was digging wells. But it says when he come to this place called Gerar, that, that he was able to make peace. Now, Gerar's means cow country, but it comes from a root, root word of chewing your cud. You know what a cow does when they chew their cud? They eat it, and then they spit it back up. Like, I've ate stuff and spit it back up, but I didn't want to swallow it again. <laughs> right? So I think cows are really gross. You know what I mean? They were like, whoop, there goes my coffee, or, you know, that was, so, anyway, I'll go on, right? <laughs> so here, they're chewing their cud, right? They, they spit it, and a cow has four stomachs, by the way. And so it takes them a little while to, to process something. That's what God's created us to do. That's what meditating is. It's we find the word of God. Praise the Lord, O my soul. Praise the Lord, O my soul. Praise the Lord, O my soul. And all my... Oh, so it must be inward being. And then so I praise the Lord. And then we ponder it. And we think about it. And we meditate on it. So much of the time we get so busy that we're wanting to read for, for either depth or, or breadth. Not breath, Breadth, I think. For lean, right? My okie talking ain't working out, right? That we forget that this is a living book. It's God's Word. And if we will meditate on it and chew on it and think on it and let that resonate inside our heart, then it'll do something inside us that will affect the entire world around us. So much of the time, and this is what God's really been putting on my heart lately, is don't look outside. Because I'm telling you something. The outside can rock. The outside can look rough. Sometimes you're going to go through seasons where it looks really hard. But if you focus on that, you're going to keep getting more of that because you go to what you focus on. Like, I don't believe that. Get in your car. On the way home, and I want you to drive home in your rearview mirror. <laughs> or I want you to drive home looking out like this and tell me that you don't go where you focus. Right? So it's important when, when things look, don't look like we want them to look like, just, you know, don't ignore them, be smart. But put your focus, God, this is your promise concerning this situation. I'm going to give this to you and I'm going to focus on you and I'm going to trust you and I'm going to watch what you do in this rather than depend on my own strength. Remember we were talking last week. David, right? He had watched the Philistines and they had taken the, the Ark of the Covenant and then they send them back with cows, by the way. They weren't, they weren't chewing the gut at the time, I don't think, except when they were eating, they were walking. So he gets these, these young oxen and he sends them back to Israel because the Philistines had stolen and the, and the Philistines are like, well, bad things keep happening to us. Our, our, our idols we worship keep falling on their face. And, and you know what? Those things that you think are so big and bad, even when they run into the presence of God, they have to fall 
on his face. Right? They can't stand on it. And guess who's inside you? Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world, right? So, so they send them back. And, uh, well, they're, they're like, well, we'll give these, we'll give these um, oxen, but we're going to take their calves away. Like, we're just weaning babies right now. So I can tell you what that's like. Those, those mares or, or cows will want to run to the babies, right? But they're like, if they run to the babies, we'll know that it's a coincidence. If they go back to Israel, then we'll know that their God's real. And you know what happened? They hooked them up, put, put the ark on the cart, and those dudes made a beeline to Israel. It was against natural instinct. It was against natural law. If you just rely on what you can do in the natural, it'll always limit you. But if you'll trust that we have a big God that'll work miracles and work through us, and sometimes they won't seem like miracles. Sometimes you got to work on a day when you didn't know what God was doing ahead of you so you could get by. That's a miracle. That's God working in your life, right? So, so the ox and beeline it there, and David's like, Oh, wow, look at the cart. So they go and get, get the cart, and they're like, we're, go, we're going to take this back and bring it back. So he, he gets these guys and brings the cart, starts bringing the cart back. This one dude, his name's Uzzah. Right? You know what Uzzah means? It means man's strength or the strength of man. Like they get this machine gun. You ever hear of an Uzi? That, that's where it comes from. It, it's from strength, right? And so... So you got Uzzah, and he's like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold the card up because it was tipping and rocking. Number one, they weren't supposed to do it like that. They were supposed to do it like God had called them to do it, which was there would be four priests, and they would lift. They'd go under, and they'd lift, lift it up, and it weighed like 288 pounds. This wasn't light. And then they would truck with it, man. And so the, the rabbis um, say... Um, some of the rabbis and some of the Jewish writings say, actually, as a priest would lift, would squat down and lift up the ark, when it hit their shoulder, it was like the ark lifted them up. And then they could carry it. See, Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You think when you pick up his, the cross, he said, like, carry your cross, you're like, oh, that means I'm going to be like that. No, when you pick that thing up, it'll pick you up. And it'll take you places that you never dream. So, anyway, so here Uz, instead of doing it the right way that they were supposed to do it, here Uz is like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop this from falling. And guess what happened? Once he touched the ark, he died. Boom. Then everybody's scared. Like, no one's touching the ark. No one's doing nothing. So, so it comes to this dude at Obed-Edom. And in Obed-Edom, what does he do? He's like, I'll take that thing and I'll offer a sacrifice. And he wasn't even, he wasn't even an Israelite. Now, some hat is split half and half because some people say he was from, from, um, from a, a far-off place. So similar to Goth, which, which is where actually um, Goliath's from, right? So he was a Philistine from the same family. He was a Gittite from the same family that... Goliath was supposedly from, right? Same, same tribe. So here he is. He's not even supposed to be close to the ark. 
And what does he do? He starts that sacrifice. He does a sacrifice. He's like, I'm smart enough to know that. And you know what? For three months, God blessed him. He blessed him so much that they were jealous, which is another sign that you can read in the Bible. What happened when, when Jesus come and the Gentiles carry Jesus? Guess what? It provokes, it can provoke Israel to jealousy too, right? So another New Testament coming out in the Old Testament, right? So here, David, King David's like, no, no, no. You're getting blessed. Israel should get blessed. My family should get blessed. The, you know, I should get blessed. Let's go get this ark and bring it back. But this time, he, he, something changed because he realized, I can't get this ark the same way that the world would do it. I got to get this ark the way God would do it. It says in Romans 12, 2, says this, Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Now you're like, Pastor James, where are you going with this? I don't know. We'll follow the Holy Spirit, right? What's he saying? So here David was going after the pattern of the world, the pattern of the Philistines. Here Uzzah, he presented himself as a dying sacrifice because he was working out of his own power and his own strength. And you're like, well, well, what does that, that have to do with anything? It has to do with everything. Are you trying to live out of your own source out of your own substance or are you living out of the source of everything the one who created the universe the one who lives inside you the one who's in your dna in every molecule in every atom and that that no one can even can even know even science is finding there's a source and i can tell you who that source is because he's my daddy and he's theirs too if they were receiving what are you living? Are you presenting your when it's saying that we a lot of us think, oh well, I gotta make myself more holy, and that's not what he's talking about. What he's saying is, I I present myself as a living sacrifice. I give myself to you so you can live through me and watch what he will do. Be not conformed to this world. Don't do like the Philistines are doing, because they were getting by with it because they were, were ignorant and God was having mercy with them on them. But they knew better. And I was like, I don't want you to depend on your works and on what you can do because it will, it will kill you. But I want you to depend on my finished work and what I've done and watch what I'll do because I'll do great things in and through you. Do not conform any longer. That means, what does it mean any longer? No longer. It's like now, from now on, don't conform. Like you're saying, well, Pastor James, I've, I've been doing it and it's not working for me. Well, stop it. <laughs> like, like, you know what they say the form of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and getting the same result? 
And then you just keep doing it and doing it and doing it. Now there's times where God tells you to go, stand, 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 do this, do this, do this. And then he comes through, but you better be listening to him when you're doing it, not just being stupid. Is that too real? So, no longer, no longer are we conformed to the pattern of this world, but he says, but be transformed. How are we transformed? By the renewing of our mind. How do we renew our mind? Faith comes by hearing. And actually, it's repetitive in the language. It literally means hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. So what's another tool I was just telling you about that we ignore so much is meditating. Why is that? Because what we're doing is we're hearing it, and then we're thinking about it. We're putting it in, in our heart. God told, told um, the Israelites, he says, I want you to take your children, I want you to tell them about me. When you're sitting at the table, when you're working at the field, and guess what? Talk about my blessings, talk about me, talk about... Not as a, in a religious way, because this isn't nothing about religion. This is about being who we're called to be. We are spirits that have a soul that live in a body. And when we get a hold of that, that we are eternal beings and start living from the inside out and allowing God to transform our minds from the inside out, it says that then we will know what is a good and acceptable and the pleasing will of God. Then we'll know, because we got His Word, that His Word is a light into our path. Well, how do we know? Like, like a lot of us, if we don't know His Word, how do we know where the light's shining? You know, lighten things up and go, poof, man, in ways that we never dream because God's that good. It says, do not, be, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Of your mind. You know we have the mind of Christ? The Bible says we have. Let this mind be in you. That we have the mind of Christ. And so it's so important about, well, I don't believe in thinking. And when people tell me that, I'm like, that's quite obvious. Right? I do, because right, God thinks. He says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. You know he's thinking thoughts towards you. No, he's telling you, man, there's James and he's looking like he's 29. (laughs) He is so handsome and smart, just like I created him to be. And then I catch that. Someone's watching this and saying, well, maybe 30. It's like, get behind me, Satan. (laughs) I hear my father talking and he says 29. I don't care what you say. Right? And then we just learn to trust Him and learn to hear what He's saying. And then nothing else really matters. Like if you want to get a final word on something, like we go to the Supreme Court and they make rulings on stuff. And then we're like, well, that's it because the Supreme Court said, I'm telling you there's a Supreme-er court. And he created the Supreme Court and the stuff that makes the Supreme Court 
and the judges that sit on the Supreme Court and everybody who appointed him on appointed them on the Supreme Court and everybody who voted everybody in that appointed them on the Supreme Court. He is the supreme of all supreme and when he gives his final word, it is finished. Amen. And it's done. It's impossible for it to go any other way. It says, therefore I urge you brothers, right before we get into all this, renewing your mind and Offering yourself as a spiritual act of worship. But it says, when it, remember I always talk about, or sometimes, not always, but sometimes I talk about what, if it says therefore, will we always ask us, what's it there for, right? Well, in Romans 11, I love this because he's talking about the restoration of, of Israel, actually. It's promised. He's talking about it in Romans 11, but it goes down to 13 and it says this. Oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out. Now watch this. Oh, the depth and riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. Why would we lean on our own understanding? Why would we be conformed to what the world's doing and what... what even, like when I say the world, I just don't mean the outside world. I mean sometimes it's church stuff and religious stuff that has nothing to do with Jesus but is marred in religion and tradition instead of trusting in what God's Word says. Is that too real to preach? Because it's what's got to be gotten nowadays or we're not going to get through this. But we are. Because God's Word and His truth always wins out. I'm going to sound like a preacher for a minute. But it says, Oh, the depths and the riches of the wisdom and the knowledge of God. How unsearchable His judgments and His paths beyond tracing out. Who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been His counselor? Who has ever given to God that, that God should repay Him? For from him and through him and to him are all things. Man, you want to know what he's saying? You can find it through his words. What he's saying. You want to search it out? And I tell you that you will spend eternity trying to figure I mean, he's so big and so huge. You could spend eternity just, just finding a little bitty bit of how much God knows and who he is and what he does. Look at what he's done. It says, in him and through him are all things. That means everything that's created come from him. And if it, you're like, well, some man created that chair. But God created them and gave them the brain to think. And then with the thought, they created that. In him. Watch this. From, for from him and through him and to him are all things. And then it says, to him be the glory forever. Amen. How long's forever? I mean, it's like about watching a playoff game with the 49ers and Rams. It just won't ever end, right? Because I don't like either one of them. And it's just like torture. That's not forever, right? 
forever's forever. And you're created to live forever, but in a good way. And God wants to do great things. Remember, we don't live from our strength or from outside sources, but we live and draw from the well that lives inside us. And His name is Yeshua. Through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. So, Father, thank you for your word. I thank you that you're doing great things in and through us. And that greater is he that's in us and he that's in the world. And that you are doing and being so much through our hearts that it just, our hearts just explode with your love that affects everyone around us. In the mighty name of Yeshua, amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about us, check out our website at www.silverlakebaptist.org.